You're listening to LeBeau's Life Lessons, where we believe that you can change if you truly want to. Listen and take notes from our dynamic host, LeBeau Colbert. You're sure to learn something you didn't know. Remember to follow and share this message with someone you love. Now, on to the show. All right, greetings everyone and welcome to LeBeau's Life Lessons. So we are ending the series on how to identify envy before it's too late. And I am so glad to be finishing. It's weird because whenever I start a series, I'm super excited to get started because I have a lot of information to share. But then when we're drawing to the end, I'm so excited about the next thing I'm going to be talking about. I'm like, let me hurry up and get this last episode out of the way so I can move on to the next topic. So if you have been watching with me and you've been listening, which you can listen everywhere that podcasts are are produced, you can uh, listen on Audible even now. And I'm really excited about that because I love Audible. Uh, And so... If you've been listening, we've been talking about nine signs of hidden envy, 11 lessons on the envious mindset, the four types of envious people, seven ways to react appropriately to envious people. And and today we're doing seven ways to break the perpetual cycle of envy. And... uh, there's a, there's a lot to touch on here and I'm taking questions. Yesterday, I did a question and answering. It was all about narcissism. Great, it was so good. I went and put it on. Um, I uploaded it so that it's now an episode available. And I'll continue to do that so that we can have just a time of question and answering. So today, we're gonna finish everything up and then next week starts the next series called Psychological Warfare. So we're going to dive into manipulative tactics that narcissists use. And I'm talking about family narcissists, friends, relationship narcissists, um, coworker narcissists, bosses, and just different people we, we interact with. And we're going to learn how to identify the manipulators, understand them. Of course, you know, I'm all about like psychoanalyzing people and then diving into what is it that they're doing? What's the motivation behind it? And of course, how can we counteract, right, in a strategic way? For those of you who are new, I am a marketing strategist, so I I consult as a marketing strategist, and I have my own marketing agency as well, but it's all about problem solving. Because I have a background in uh, therapy, I also know how to strategize on how to deal with people. And so now, we're going to just jump into the lesson and I'm super excited about next week because uh, manipulation is a really good tactic, uh, topic to tackle, don't you think? 
right? And the objective of that series is really to look at the most common types of mind games that people play and why they think the way that they think and how you can ultimately win. Because it's, it's always after the fact, right? When we step away and years later, we look back and we can completely see things from a different point of view and we say, I wish I would have handled it this way or that way. So, you know, we're gonna do that. All right, let's get into seven ways to break the cycle of perpetual envy. And this is from the series, How to Identify Envy Before It's Too Late. All those other episodes are available everywhere. All right, number one, we must learn how to recognize and manage envy within ourselves by doing self-regulation checks. We must admit to ourselves when we feel envy. Now, every other part of the series, I focus on the external, looking at other people who have envy as their personality type, people who are prone to envy. But I said from the beginning, we are all on the spectrum of envy. We all have moments of envy, okay? Depending on where our triggers are and where our trauma is in our lives. It's normal to feel envious sometimes as a passing thing, right? Someone said it all comes from anger. It, it does come from anger. Anger at the people in the past or anger at ourselves. Okay. Someone says, I don't envy anyone I'm secure. I don't envy someone. I'm not prone to envy either. It doesn't mean that we don't sometimes feel envious. Envious can be, let, let's make it easier to understand. Sometimes, you know there's times you feel angry, right? And then there's angry people. There's people who are habitually angry, prone to anger. What I'm talking about is there are people who are prone to envy, but we all feel it from time to time, okay? Um, if you, we talked about why on the other episodes, but where it stems from is just a feeling of inner hurt or inner turmoil. turmoil. So it's something that had to do with the past trauma or something that we're dealing with now. It's a place where we feel insecure, less than, or left behind. Sometimes it's not because you feel inferior to anybody. Sometimes it's not about feeling inferior. Sometimes it's about feeling that things are unfair. Do you get that? Somebody may look at you and they feel superior to you. But if you win something or in a way that they feel that they should be winning, they will feel that that is unfair, assuming that you don't deserve what you've gotten, especially not over them. And in that regard, in that moment, they may feel envious and they have different ways of showing that. Someone says, speak for yourself because I don't feel envy ever, I'm sure. 
Um, when we forgive, someone said, when we forgive, we rid anger and we are able to handle things in a perfect way. This is, this is true when we're mostly mature, but you have to understand we are all human and these range of emotions, these roller coasters happen throughout time and, and throughout different things, right? We are not, listen, listen, God, I have to, I have to stop and, and just put this out there for all of my listeners. Your major mistake in life is thinking that you're superior to everything and better than everyone. You're, you're more, more moral than everyone. You're smarter than everyone. You, that's them, not me. I'd never, I can't, I wouldn't. That type of mindset. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, that's them. That could never be me. And all it takes is one scenario to take you off guard. And now you're acting in a way that you never thought you'd act. That life has a way of humbling you in a way and putting you in situations you've never been in. And now all of a sudden you are the person that you thought you'd never be. See, the problem, especially with narcissists, is believing that there, there's a splitting with narcissists. They have a black and white thinking. They think this is a good person, this is a bad person, there's no gray area in between. For this reason, they gaslight everyone. So whenever they do something wrong, they pretend that they didn't because in admitting to that, they are admitting that they're not a good person to them in their mind. No, I couldn't have done. I wouldn't have done that. I'm not I wouldn't do that. So they pretend that they didn't do that because that equates to bad person. So when you think that only bad people feel envy, you will never be able to recognize when you're being envious and this message is for you. Right. Somebody said they're they're trying to stay in their lane and and do what's best and blah blah blah. Yeah, that yes, yeah, staying in your lane, being the type of person. Yes, that's that's all good. That that's your default. That's who you are. That's good. That that is the way you are. What we've been talking about previously is people who are prone to the opposite. They they have no chill. Okay, they're not you. But what I want everybody to gain from this segment is. Do not think that you are superior to those people and that that could never be you. In fact, I'm going to outline some different things to make sure that you are putting yourself in check. You see, because the difference, the difference between you and that person who's prone to envy is you have to give yourself regular self checks. You have regulation, you have principles you live by you have empathy or you have emotional intelligence, whereas they don't check themselves. They don't hold themselves accountable. And this is what we're talking about today. So the way that we do that is we regulate ourselves. Let me tell you something. It doesn't have to be a thing that you announce to the world. 
everybody like in the world has a problem with admitting to envy and jealousy. Am I right or wrong? I've only been going for about five minutes, so you didn't miss a lot. But it's hard to admit envy. So what do you do? How do you check yourself? How do you keep yourself accountable? You admit it to yourself. That's it. It's quite easy. Whenever you feel like you're acting different towards a person, take notice of that. You don't have to dive into it right then, but actually acknowledge that feeling. And then ask yourself why. It's about reflection and introspection. Ask yourself why when you're feeling that way. And if you notice that you have no justifiable reason and it's really because you are a little bit envious and wondering why they have this and you don't, you can say to yourself, well, I guess I just was feeling a little bit envious, to be honest. That could be between you and God. So the point of the matter is just taking the time to acknowledge your dark side. Everybody has a dark side. And if you can't admit that, then you're probably on the spectrum of narcissism. And you probably are self-righteous. And you probably are right close to having a major upset in your life and you're about to fall. That's pride. Yeah, you just, you're just asking yourself, why do I feel this way? This is what I do. I, I ask myself, why, why do uh, I feel that way? It's not, uh, so today we're talking about how to break, how, how do we stop envy before we become one of those people, right? Because we're, we've been talking about those people. We're talking about how do we prevent ourselves from going into that dark territory? Because all of us have a dark side. But have you ever had dark phases? Have you ever had a phase in your life where you were operating in your dark side? You are not being the best version of yourself. You were being the villain in somebody's story. Someone asked, what if you just don't want to have a dark side? I hate thinking that I'm a bad person. Start thinking, I'm a person, I'm a person. And having bad thoughts, bad intentions, and sometimes bad action, actions is natural for human beings. When you admit that, you're able to recognize more clearly when you're not acting in a way that serves you best. And whenever we do things that are wrong to other people, that doesn't serve us, not in the long term. So when you're not acting in a way that serves you, you'll be able to recognize it, but understand that it's just a part of the human experience. It's a part of the landscape of life. I will not always think, act, and feel perfect or, or good. Sometimes I'm gonna be rude. Sometimes I'm gonna have envious thoughts. Sometimes 
I'll, you know, we'll say a little shady comment. Why did you say that? Because those shady comments are, is hidden envy, okay? This is why it has to be expressed because when it's bubbling up on the inside because of some, some hidden hurt or hidden insecurity or some hidden feeling of this is not fair, then we make those little slick comments. That is envy, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. Hold on, I'm trying to catch up. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly like almost word for word what I've been saying this, this whole series is that they don't believe that you deserve it, okay? Yeah. Somebody said dark and light, two part, two, the dark and light are two polarities that exists within the spirit is a balance for me. Took a long time to suppress it. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. All right, so let's move on. Okay, we gotta check ourselves. That was number one. Number two, understand that many of the people you envy or feel envious in the moment, let's say that you're not fixated on them, but let's just say you feel a little envious in the moment, are actually going through problems in some way. In some way, these people are miserable too, okay? Let me, let, I'm gonna break that down in a second. Understand that that success that you are you feel envious of in that moment comes with this limits and it comes with this problems, okay? We always see the grass is always greener, right? But we always know that it's not, okay? When you trade places, you realize it's not. So when you can acknowledge, number two is when you can acknowledge that those people also have their problems, that helps you to stop feeling envious as well. Right, because you you don't know what they're going through, somebody said. You don't know what they're going through. So the single lady who wants to get married envies a woman who's a wife. You don't even know what her life is. The, 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 the woman who's not a, a mother who sees the mom, she wants to be a parent, but you don't know what she's going through. You know? You know, then, then there's, it's, it's the opposite. You know, it's a lot of different things. And so we're not, you have to, if you look at the person, let's, let's say we make this a form of practice just to keep ourselves in check. That whenever you feel envious of somebody, take a step back and say, what could that, what kind of difficulty could that person be going through because of that success? And when you really look at it, you might say to yourself, well, you know, I don't really want all of that because whenever you see 
like celebrities and things like that. These are the people that most people are envious of. Most people, not everybody. But you don't want everything that comes with And don't they always come out saying how hard it is? Aren't, aren't a lot of them dealing with demons and drugs and all kinds of addictions and problems? You ever wonder why they're dealing with all of that stuff? So when you look at them, realize they're dealing with problems just at a different level. And if you don't believe me, let's put it this way. Where you are in life, this is where you wanted to be, let's say, 10 years ago. Do you not have problems right now? You didn't think about the problems that will come with today, but they exist, don't they? Okay, there's no level at, of life that you will escape problems. So every type of scenario you can imagine has problems there. Every future you can imagine has problems there. So even if you were to trade places with them, you would still have problems. God bless you too. Yeah. I can tell you some stories. Yeah, somebody said material success is not what a lot of people think it is. I think it's worth considering. Somebody else said, I think it's worth considering too that although even if their lives are just fine, they are still human too. Yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. All right, number three, resist buying into the idea that you are superior and that you are worthy of everyone's praise. Now, I'm gonna tell you guys this one right here was a hard one for me. The reason why that is, is because I'm the type of person that I like to believe that I go into every situation with pure intentions. Right, okay. When you go into these situations with pure intentions, it's almost as if you expect everybody to just pick that up right like you just get it like they should get it like they should see that i'm a hard worker they should see that my heart is vested they should see that i'm worthy of this or worthy of that but you have those people who are standing in the corner and they're like mm, i don't know about this one something about them just can't put my finger on it you know what I mean? And you're wondering why, why aren't these people accepting me? Why are they giving me the cold shoulder? And it's because sometimes we can assume based on who we know or think we are that everybody should just like clear the way. Here comes so-and-so. Yes, yes, yes. Have you heard about them? They're so great. They're so this, they're so that, right? And and we we don't like it when you have those skeptical people on the sidelines who are trying to find something something wrong with us, something um impure. They're looking for something. But here's something I had. This is this principle here. I I had to sit myself down in myself and say, why do I expect that these people know me 
know my heart, know my vision? Why do I believe that I am above having to prove myself to anybody and that everybody just take it or leave it? And if you can't discern who I am, then you ain't right, right? Something wrong with you. But at the same time, haven't we been burned enough in life to look at people and we're like, we're standoffish at first? We standoffish at first because we want to get to know you first before we let you all the way in? So can we understand that there's people out there that is like us, they're afraid, they've been burned, they're not ready to just welcome you in with open arms because they've seen people fake their entire existence and fool everybody. So they are building a wall and we think they don't like us and really they're being cautious. I don't know you like that. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, but do you, do you see what I mean? So I guess what I'm saying is we, we have to get over ourselves. We have to give people a break and not be surprised that there are some people that won't take to us that quickly. They won't take to us that fast. Maybe it's going to take some time. They're going to have to see us a few times, just hear us a few times before they really buy into who you are. And that's okay. We have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with the idea that not everybody will be comfortable with us at first. All right, number four, understand that you're just an imperfect person, only capable of doing what you're able to do. So what I mean by this is you are capable of doing what you're capable of doing. Now, I'm a Christian and I believe in the power of God and I believe God uses people to do amazing things and he can use anybody, etc., etc. However, you are in your world, you're in your space. You have your limitations. Why compare yourself to other people's life when they, you don't have their resources, you don't have all the things that they have going on, you have no idea how their situation is working, and you're envious of them, you feel envy of them, you don't even know how much of that is real, and you don't know what they're going through to do it. Some of these people y'all are envying are going to be bankrupt next month, in jail next year. And you are envious of them and you have no idea what their reality is. And you're comparing yourself in your circumstance to somebody else who has a completely different circumstance. Somebody said, Truth has her trauma 
we protect do not want to be exposed and vulnerable yeah so if you you're not perfect let's just start there you're not perfect you're not going to do everything right even when you start off and try to start that business or try to start that marriage or try to start that family or do whatever endeavor that you have on your heart to do it's not going to go perfectly and you're going to be limited to your own circumstances now you might say well thanks captain obvious duh everybody knows that that's not news but can you remember this when you're actually going through it because have you ever tried to run a business and you're looking at everybody around you succeed and you're just struggling bootstrapping everything by yourself and tried to remember they have a different circumstance they have different resources. I don't have to be like them. I don't have to be. I know that they hit a million on year three and I'm on year three and I'm nowhere near that. Different circumstances, different people, different access, different connections. Don't, why are you comparing yourself? Why? Because somebody else compared you? Somebody said, true, we are all very different, unique. We cannot see their hearts. Someone else said, what's interesting about envy is that we expect those we hate to be perfect, yet ourselves aren't. Bingo. I love that. I started to post something. I was, I was thinking, before you, before you admit my sin, are you ready to admit yours? We do expect our hate is to be perfect okay but knowing we're all imperfect imperfect and that's the thing we have to admit you have to love yourself good bad and ugly God does but see some of us we can't love our unugly self our ugly self the dark side self so we try to hide it and act like we don't have it someone said Many killed and many injuries on, okay, that's, that's not the topic we're talking about today. We expect that when we, to obtain what we think we deserve, we'll be perfect, but we won't. That's right. But we won't. So I used to be in female competitive bodybuilding. And when you're on stage competing, you, you go through like a whole eight months, like eight months of, of bulking, four months of shredding, and then you just have 30 seconds on stage. You work the whole year for 30 seconds on stage, okay? When you see the pictures of what you look like on stage, you see the best you've ever been in life. You, you see the, like, the perfect version of yourself for the first time. When I tell you that version of you, that image of you is so addictive, it messes with your mind. It sends some people into eating disorders. 
And the problem with after that season is allowing yourself to gain all the weight back slowly. This is a part of the process of building. You build yourself up, you allow yourself to gain fat and muscle for eight months, and then you shred down in four months. But see, when you see those bodybuilders, those people walking around in big sweats, it's because they're covering their bodies because they don't even want to look at it. Because in their mind, the only thing that they can accept is the image on stage and the fluffy them, we call it in the bodybuilding industry, fluffy, the fluffy version of us is the version that we can accept because it's fluffy and it's not hard and shredded and lean. And so in the same regard, when we look at ourselves, there's a part of us that we don't like to look at, so we just don't acknowledge it. We cover it up and we don't want to acknowledge it. A person that does this habitually is the very type of person who is prone to envy. Someone said, yeah, if we're completely honest with ourselves. Someone said, I know when I post about metaphysical issues, every now and then I openly state errors. That's good. That's what we all should do. Someone else, I think you said, to, hold on, eliminate that self-righteous persona. We have to, if we're going to be real with ourselves. Somebody says, they want to maintain the perfect self-image of themselves. And elim eliminating that, I'm saying... I'm exactly like everyone else with flaws. Exactly. And these people that we're talking about that are prone to envy, that's their flaw. Maybe you struggle with something else. It's not envy, but does that mean you don't have anything else you struggle with? Come on. And if you think that you don't struggle with anything, you're definitely, most definitely in the danger zone. Definitely in the danger zone. That's a delusional zone. That's a state of delusion, okay? Number five, out of the seven, avoid taking on things that are above your competency, setting yourself up for failure. Don't attempt to do things that will cost your moral integrity. So if you have to sin to be successful, don't do it. If you had to sin to get it, it's not a blessing. You didn't earn it, okay? And so when I say avoid doing things above your competency, what I'm meaning is everybody has a, a glass ceiling of competency. They say that people are promoted up to their level of incompetence and then they try to come back down, professionally speaking. Now, when you think about this, um, the reason why a lot of people who are envy, prone to envy often see failure in life is because, um, let's put it this way, they overestimate their capabilities and underestimate their obstacles. They overestimate their capabilities but underestimate their obstacles. So what that means is they set themselves up for failure because they haven't done the work to be prepared to do the thing that they're trying to do, then they fail. 
They blame it on somebody else that they can't measure up to the thing that they should never attempted because they weren't ready. Then when somebody else in their circle achieves the thing that they wanted to achieve and they found it easier to do so or to have done it faster, now we have established a point of envy. Someone says, I think because I've come from so much abuse that I always look at myself as not good. That is why. Yeah, and, and that's another thing too. People who have come from trauma and abuse, whether it's in um, childhood or if you're just going through a situation like that where you had a narcissist that would, that would put you down, you have to heal or else you can put yourself in a position where you're envious of other people and that's not even who you really are. Someone said the problem with wanting that perfection is that it's contingent on things that are prone to change. Yes. And the self is imperfect and therefore flawed by definition. Yep. To expect perfection, therefore, is to court disappointment. Perfectly said, courting disappointment. So, don't be the type of person who sells, sells, sells yourself too much where you put yourself in a position where you can't even perform. And then now you're experiencing failure, which also is a little bit traumatizing and it adds to the feeling of self-loathing, which then results in envy in many cases. Number six of the seven, we're getting close to the end here. Pursue personal development and training to grow to the competency level you find admirable. Learn from the people you beat and the people who beat you. Learn from the people you beat and the people who beat you. So if you're not, this is, the, this is one of the things that most envious envy-prone people have a problem with. And that is just this feeling of su superiority that they already deserve something they never earn. And it's just, it's almost as if like, just believing you deserve something simply because you want it, even though you've never put in the effort or you haven't put in a fraction of the effort other people have to attain it, right? So how can you change that? Just focus on getting better in that area. I mean, you might find that once you go down the path, you might actually end up getting to your goal before you've even finished your training. But the effort is there. You're showing that you're, you are willing to do the work to get there. Sometimes people will promote you on your potential and say, you know what, I can see that you have what it takes or that you're willing to do what it takes. So I'm gonna take a risk on you. So, you know, make sure that you're actually putting in the work. I mean, how many times do people stand by or sit by the sidelines, not putting in any effort to get something that they say that they want, but they're just expecting it to come to them. And I'm talking about marriage, I'm talking about whatever goal you have, career goals, even friendship goals. 
Some of us are sitting at home lonely, wanting more friends, but we skip every opportunity to make more friends. We won't put in the effort. And guess what? A seed of nothing produces a harvest of nothing. A seed of nothing produces a harvest of nothing. If you sow nothing in this season, next season you will reap nothing in that regard. So you have to put some effort where you want to see answers to prayers. And finally, number seven, understand that success doesn't always result in fame. And when I say it doesn't always result in fame, I don't mean that everybody is seeking fame. Fame can, you can replace the word fame with recognition. How would you feel if you did all the work that you were supposed to do and you achieved your goal and one day you posted it on Facebook for all of your family and friends to see and nobody liked it? Nobody liked it. Or let's say everybody but your family and friends liked it. Your real friends in real life. Your real family in real life. But none of them liked it. Only those people who don't know you. How would you feel? Because if you have a weak ego, that will hurt very badly. You might cry about it. But if you have a strong sense of self and your ego is not dependent upon people's recognition of your goals and your achievements, then you could just say, I feel satisfied in the work that I've done. See, Sometimes we are so focused on the end result being everybody proud of us that we actually take our eyes off of the work that we're supposed to be doing. Like what's most important, the people appreciating you or the actual work? Right? Somebody says, sometimes you have to do the things because you love to do them. That's right. Honestly, that's, honestly, that's the main reason. You need to be doing it because you love it. You need to be doing it because you see a need. You feel called to it. You feel like you want to help. That's the reason why you need to be doing it. If you're doing it for recognition, let me tell you something. You're going to get to that mountaintop and you're going to be there by yourself. And everybody that you thought that was going to throw you a party, they may not be doing it. And you have to be okay with that. Care about the actual work. I think that when it comes to people who are prone to envy, their main problem is that they don't feel like they've been validated enough. They don't feel like enough people are recognizing them and giving them praise. So this is the reason why whenever 
somebody is achieving something, they have to take their jabs because it hurts them inside that people aren't recognizing them in their life. Now, we don't know why they're not experiencing that. Maybe they haven't done the work. Maybe what they've done isn't that big. You know, you don't know. Maybe those people in their lives are envious too. Maybe they don't know how to celebrate anybody. But just know that whenever somebody is envious of you, it's coming from a point of hurt. And this is why it's so important that we have to heal within ourselves. We have to be healed because we can go around doing the same thing because we have unresolved issues. Somebody said this is an important topic in this day and age because we relate failure with lack of recognition. Yes, lack of recognition. All right, so this episode is going to be available later on tonight. All the other episodes are already out there. You know, Audible, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, wherever. Go listen to them, share them with people you care about. And next week, we're going to talk about psychological warfare, picking apart the mindset of people who are manipulative, recognizing who they are in our environment, no matter how much it hurts us, and it most definitely will, and then looking at how to approach it the smart way. Yes, hurting adequacy. Emphasize in the preparation. Do not be caught up in others or our own prep that will take to the goal. Yeah, I have a podcast, so it's LeBeau's Life Lessons, by the way. Thank you, guys. So, all right. I will see y'all next week. Have a great weekend. Well, no, it's Monday. So, go to work tomorrow. All right. Remember, you can change if you want to. See you guys later.